Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. I want to talk about I can't see but I can hear. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This series that um, we're on, Lord, I really can't see. This series has been designed to make sure that in the midst of whatever distraction you are in or experiencing or having, that you can focus on the Lord. I started out talking about Peter and how uh, Peter, you remember Peter was so distracted by the storm and in the midst of the storm, uh, Jesus told him, but focus on me. I know that there's a storm around you, but focus on me. Someone say focus on him. The interesting thing about this, the Lord gave me this title, but let me tell you how true this is. When I tell you I can't see, but my hearing is so clear right now. When you move one thing, he heightens another thing. Then last week I was talking about how Elijah, how uh, the Lord was using uh, the word theophany, meaning that the Lord will uh, reveal himself through nature to sometimes speak to us and how uh, the Lord used um, the wind, but he wasn't in the wind. And the Lord used an earthquake, but he wasn't in the earthquake. And the Lord used fire, but he was not in the fire. But after that, then in a still small voice, he spoke. I was praying this week for many of you, and I was praying that you would get to the after this part that you would hear the Lord speak. Today, my text leads me to a guy named Bartimaeus. And when we look at this particular scripture, um, I'm not looking at it, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about how when it says that, and y'all have to walk me through the text because I'm not looking at it. So I'm not dependent on anything but my memory. And I'm thinking about how Jesus came into Jericho and when he came into Jericho, scripture says, if, I'm, if my memory serves me correctly, it says that Jesus came into Jericho. When he came to Jericho, he came with his disciples and a crowd. Am I right? Is that what the scripture says? He came with his disciples and a crowd. So his disciples were those who were close to him and the crowd were those who were near him because of what he could do for them. So he was around two different types of people. You will always be around two different types of people. Uh, people who believe in you and people who are trying to see you fail. Uh, you will always be around two different people. People who support you. People that believe in you. People who have always been there. And then there will be people who are there because you got something or you, you climbed up the ladder. And there will always be people, two different types of group. Is for you to discern who you're around. So Jesus came to Jericho, to the city. And he, as he came into the city... It says that there was a blind man, a name by the name of Bartimaeus. Someone say Bartimaeus. Uh, I hope that's in the Bible. I'm trying to not to add anything to it. Uh, but it says there's a man named Bartimaeus. And the guy was there and he came. Uh, he was sitting there begging. He was blind. 
uh, he had, he, he couldn't move uh, maybe because he could not see. So it says, scripture says that he was sitting there begging. But the scripture says, this is what I like about, because uh, I, I can't see, but I can hear. This is what is interesting, what I learned about him. This is what Bartimaeus was teaching me. He says, I, I, I can't see, but my first point is, but I can hear Christ near me. <laughs> hear Christ around me. Is that, is that my first point? Is that what it is? Come on, y'all talk back to me. Is that what it is? I can hear Christ around me. He says, I was able to discern between Christ's steps and the crowd steps. You have to be able to get to a point of closeness in your life that you're able to discern your help from your hurt. He was sitting there begging, but in the midst of the noise, he knew the voice, he knew the sound of Jesus' steps. Reminds me of Adam. The reason that Adam hid, according to the scripture of my memory, I'm not reading it, but according to my memory, it says that the reason that they hid is because they heard the sound of the voice of the Lord walking. <laughs> you know you have a close relationship with God when you know his steps. When you know how he approaches you, when you know how he walks towards you. So it says that in the midst of him begging, he could hear Jesus walking towards him. He can hear him walking. I want to get you to the point that in the midst of destruction in your life, you can still hear Jesus walking towards you. In the midst of whatever situation or struggle or storm or thing you're going through, you can still hear when Jesus is coming towards you. Someone say, I can still hear him. Someone say it again, I can still hear them. We used to sing the song, Dr. Emmanuel says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear. The son of God discloses. And it would say, and he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. The man was in a situation that he could not help himself, but he could hear Jesus. I don't know who's in the room right now because I can't see you, but I don't know who's in the room right now who you're in a situation where you can't help yourself, but you can hear Jesus coming towards you. You can't do anything to help yourself. If you could, you would have, but you can't, but you can hear Jesus coming towards you. So the man was sitting there begging, said, I can't hear Jesus. He's, I can't, I, I know there's a difference between Jesus steps and the crowd steps. So it says that he said that he, he heard Jesus passing by. And then the scripture says, my memory serves me correctly. It says, and as soon as he knew that it was Jesus, it says, he cried out, son of David, have mercy on me. What bless me about that is, how can you not see who you believe in? He did not say, son of Joseph. <laughs> he did not say, Mary's baby. 
He said, Jesus, son of David, meaning I know that you are the Messiah. You are the, the messianic promise. <laughs> I know that you are the one that the prophets spoke of in the Old Testament, son of David. Have mercy. It's one thing for you to speak to your friends for them to help. But when you know where your help comes from, you will say, Jesus. Somebody right now in the room, just call her out, Jesus. Uh, Y'all ain't calling them out, right? I'm talking about call them till you feel something. Somebody holler out, Jesus. When you are in a situation where you're sitting there begging, you're going to learn how to call on them. He said, son of David, son of David, have mercy. I know there might be, this is the part to Asia. There might be other blind people, but have mercy on me. There might be other people who are going through, but based on my relationship with you, have mercy on me. Somebody point to yourself and say, me. There's nothing wrong with you being selfish every once in a while and saying, Lord, why are you blessing other people? Lord, don't forget about me. Someone say me. He said, son of David, have mercy. Have mercy on me. And what happened? According to the scripture, it says, and then the crowd rebuked him. The crowd rebuked him and said, be quiet. So not only, hallelujah, not only could he hear Christ near him, around him, but he could hear the crowd near him, the company near him. You sometimes will be trying to get to Jesus, but the people that are close to you will keep you from your breakthrough that you need. Some people don't want you better. Some people don't want better for themselves, so they don't want better for you. Some people are visually impaired. Visually impaired means that they're not able to see clearly without the aid of glasses. It's one thing for me to be blind. I can't see. But for you to be my friend and you're visually impaired, you're not even helping me. I'm sitting here begging, crying out for Jesus. And you're telling me to be quiet because you don't want me to have the breakthrough I so desperately need. You're benefiting from my demise. Because you're used to me always sitting here begging. I feel Jesus in the room. You're used to me always sitting here crying out and begging. So you want me to stay where I am. So you have to be careful of the company who's near you. But this guy, as I, as I continue to lace this text, and, and as I continue to walk down this text, the reason that I love this particular thing is that not, he did not get caught up in the company's response. Brandon, the text reads, if I'm not, I'm not clear, if I'm not mistaken, the text reads that he cried out all the more. <laughs> I want to know if there's anybody in the room who's desperate enough to cry out in the midst of people who don't want you to change. And to cry out in the midst of the adversaries and to cry out in the midst of turbulent times. To be able to say that in the midst of what I'm going through. Before I take anything, take anything away, I'll add more to it. I'm going to cry out the more. 
You know the altar calls that I really miss? They are the altar calls that are laced with desperation. Where people say you might be ending a song, but I'm not through yet. You might be trying to go on, but I'm not through yet because it hasn't happened for me yet. I don't care what the company's saying. I got a need and I'm desperate for this. Somebody holler out, I'm desperate. So it says, I don't know if anybody's around me. Can you give me my towel? Somebody got my towel somewhere. Can't see it. Don't even know where it is. Sweating up here in this hot stage. Somebody holler out and say, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. Thank you, God. Glory to God. Thank you. I hear the footsteps. Glory. Help is coming. Somebody say, help is on the way. Somebody holler out, help is on the way. Thank you. Thank you. So it says that the company, he, he was able to hear. He couldn't see, but he could, he could hear Christ around him. The company that was near him, or the crowd, rather, that was near him, who wasn't necessarily for him, what, what is interesting, Mel? What is very interesting? How can the company be for Jesus and not for me? I think y'all missed it. I'm sorry. I can't see, so I'm seeing differently right now. It says that the company was with Jesus. So you would think that the people who were around him would want him to touch me. But there are some people who are so self-absorbed. That they want it for them, but they don't want it for me like they want it for them. So they won't break through for them, but they don't want breakthrough for me. They want healing for them, but they don't want healing for me. So as long as they got it, they good. But when it came for my breakthrough, be quiet. So the company was not for him. So it went on, it says that the text reads that he cried out all the more. And then all of a sudden, scripture records that Jesus stopped in his tracks. And Jesus, I, I would imagine, I can't see right now, but I imagine Jesus turned. And he said, call him. Him right there. Uh, he, the, the thing he, he can't see, but, but he can hear Christ around him. He can hear the company near him. And then he can hear the call before him. You haven't had desperation until you stop Jesus in his, in, in his agenda. He had plans to go somewhere. Scripture records or, or historians say that Jesus was on his way to his death. Jesus was on his way to crucifixion. He was on his way to that. But he stopped in the middle of where he was going to acknowledge somebody who wouldn't stop hollering. I'm trying to get a church that would holler in the midst of circumstances and, and that will holler in the midst of tests and holler until you get Jesus' attention. Uh, we, hit, we live in a time now that is too, uh, too, uh, too passive. Uh, well, when you don't get your way, you stop. Or when you get a no, you stop applying for jobs. Uh, sometimes you just need a no to keep you going. There might be a yes on the other side of that no, but you can't stop because you didn't get your way. I want somebody in the room right now, just test the room. Can we get some hollerers in the room that would just holler out just for the sake of getting Jesus' attention? 
He hollered out. Hollered out. Jesus turned. Oh, when Jesus turns towards your situation. Oh, when Jesus turns towards your family. Oh, when Jesus turns towards your mind. Oh, when Jesus turns towards your finances. Oh, when Jesus turns towards your child. Oh, when Jesus turns towards your mind, turns towards your mouth. Oh, when Jesus turns towards your employer. Jesus said, hush, hush heaven, hush heaven, hush heaven. Somebody's calling me. Somebody's calling me. Sounds like, sounds like Stacia. Sounds like Mel. Sounds like Mario. Sounds like somebody, somebody's calling me. My child's calling me. You don't know desperation until you hear your child calling you in the midst of desperation. There ain't no fight like a fight a mother will have when somebody tries to deal with her child. There ain't no fight like the fight there is when somebody tries to mess with a father's son. Somebody holler out in the room, Jesus turn. Somebody holler, Jesus turn. He's begging. He can't see Jesus, but Jesus sees him. It's about she. He can't see Jesus, but Jesus sees him. I don't need to see him, but I need him to see me. I don't need to know where he is, but I need him to know where I am. Somebody holler in the room. He couldn't see Jesus, but you can see me. I'm drowning. I don't need to see the lifeguard, but I need the lifeguard to see me. Somebody holler in the room. It's an SOS. And I need somebody above me to see where I am. Somebody holler, see me, Jesus. Jesus turned. It, uh, Jesus turned towards them. His call was before him. The call wasn't where he was. The call was before him. There are some of you who are wanting Jesus to come where you are. But he's trying to take you from where you are to where you need to be. The call is before you. Deliverance is before you. Breakthrough is before you. Healing is before you. Signs and wonders are before you. Somebody say it's in front of me. Jesus said, I don't come where you are. You come where I am. Come where I am. Lest I stay here too long. What was interesting, Jesus turned. What was interesting, Guillaume, is that the same people who told him to be quiet are the same people who said be encouraged he's calling you let me tell you something God will use your enemies to bless you God will use the very same people who said it could not happen to allow you to make an announcement to say God did it in front of you Some people you don't need to remove out of your life. You need them to stay around long enough for them to see it happen. <laughs> you need some people to just stream long enough for them to see breakthrough happen in your life. So, the same people who said couldn't happen told him to be quiet are the same people Jesus said, speak to him and tell him to come to me. Oh, God would use anybody to bless you. 
I don't know if you know it, but I'll tell you, he'll use anybody to bless you. Somebody say anybody. He'll use anybody. So it says, he told him to come to where he was. This is what I love. Scripture says that immediately, if I'm not mistaken, it says he sprang up from where he was. Took off his rug. According to historians, the rug that he had was an oriental rug that was so big that he used it to sleep in. Something that was supposed to be used to step on, he slept in. A rug that was designed for the floor became his bed. What happens when you turn what's supposed to be used for one thing into your crutch thing? He sprang up. He was sitting begging. But when Jesus called him forward, he sprang up. He took off his rug. And the scripture says that he came to Jesus. Came to Jesus. When Jesus got to him, Jesus said, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want my sight recovered. Now, this is it. It says he couldn't see but he could hear Christ around him, the company near him, the call before him, and the choice within him. This is where I'm trying to get because some of y'all been here long enough. Jesus has been calling a lot of y'all, but y'all hadn't sprung up yet. Jesus has been dealing with you for a long time. He's been calling you out of whatever despairing situation you've been in and you hadn't even sprung up yet. You're still sitting here waiting on him to come to you and he already called you. And you're still sitting when you should be standing. Because it was his choice, Dr. May. It was, it was his choice. He could have stayed where he was. But he chose better. He said, I'm tired of sitting here begging. There's got to be something else. I'm tired of going through like this. There's got to be something else. Somebody holler out. There's got to be something else. There's got to be more than this. So he sprung up. He sprung up. I need, I need an aid. I need somebody to play the role of Jesus. Somebody, somebody, I don't know what side, I don't even know where I'm at. I don't even know what side of the stage I'm on. Who? I don't even know. I hear somebody right here, here. Good. This is what's important. I need y'all to pray church. This is what I almost missed. You know that he was sitting here. I don't know how long. Scripture does not say. I don't know how long. But I know as soon as he heard Jesus, he got up. I, I, I don't know how long he was sitting there. And I don't know how long you've been sitting there. But when you hear him, get up. Somebody just practice right now. Just stand up all over the room real quick. Just so you can get in the practice of putting movement back in your life. I just want you to know your legs do work. 
I just want you to know that movement is coming to a house near you. Somebody just spring up real quick. Y'all can sit back down. Sit down. So I don't know how long he sat there because scripture don't say. But as soon as he heard him, he sprung up. But this is the part, special K, that I almost missed. Jesus, Jesus is calling him. Call me. Y'all missed it. The whole time he was blind. And according to my recollection, recollection, every blind person needs an aid to get where they're going. Whether that's a CNI dog, whether that's a cane, or whether that's somebody holding his hand. Keenan, I'm already finished. But what I don't understand how I missed is that his desperation led him to his answer. <laughs> there comes a point in your life where you're so desperate that you say, if you help me, good. If you don't help me, I'm still going to get to him. He was so desperate that he said, I don't need aid. I need an answer. I want to know who's in the room right now who's so desperate that you say, if the government helps me, good. But if the government don't help me, I'm still going to get out. We must not have no desperate people in the room. Because you got to learn. Because some of y'all are having a problem. Because you don't want to walk until you can see. You don't want to start walking in your faith until you can see where you're going. But I need some of y'all to have blind faith. To be able to say, I don't know where I'm going, but I know who I'm going to. I know where I'm going and who I'm going to is better than where I was sitting. Nah, 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 nah. Glory, 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 glory. I want somebody to say, put a move on it. Put a move on it. Put a, put a move on it. I, I, I don't have no help, but I'm desperate. <laughs> I, I need, matter of fact, coach, I like what you did right there when you said, come to me. Matter of fact, what I want you to do, I want all of you all who represent the crowd, <laughs> I want y'all to start hollering while he's saying, come to me. I want everybody in the room right now on the count of three to start hollering while he says, come to me. Y'all ready? One, two, three. How close are you to Jesus in the midst of noise? close are you to your answer in the midst of naysayers in the midst of garbage in the midst of destruction can you still get to Jesus when everybody's hollering around you
Can you still get to Jesus when it's noisy? Some of y'all want the noise to stop. But God's not going to silence the noise to get you to him. Matter of fact, he's going to use the noise to pull you out of it. He's going to use the destruction to get you to him. Matter of fact, come on, Mr. Barry, I came to Jesus just as I was. I was weary. I was worn. And I was sad. But I found in him. I found him in the midst of the noise. I found him in the midst of what I was going through. In the midst of me not seeing clearly, I found him. Some of y'all are waiting on God to use you when everything is perfect. He wants to use you when you don't see no way out. Some of y'all are saying, Dominate, when is this season over? God said, I'm not waiting on the season to end to use you. I'm going to use you in the midst of it. When he came to Jesus, scripture says that he said, I want to recover my sight. I want to recover my sight. Y'all missed it where... You don't know how blinding the light is until you've been in darkness. Some of y'all are saying, I don't know why they can't get delivered. They've never been seen, they've never seen the light. I gotta trust what I'm looking at for me to open my eyes to see it. But the thing about him saying, recover my sight, Caesar, is that the recover means that at one point he used to be able to see he was not born blind at some point he became blind thank you there are some of you who you haven't always been here you started out better than where you're at right now in the beginning, I had a podium and I had an iPad and I had everything right where I wanted it to be. And all of a sudden, Jesus said, you don't need it for me to still use you. Some of y'all are saying, I can't wait for things to go back normal, for things for him to use me the way he used to. He won't use you the way he used to. He's going to use you right now in a pandemic. When you can't see the end. He wants to use you right here. He said, recover my sight. Somebody lift your hands right now and say, Lord, give it back. Give it back. I, I want to see vision. I want to see clearly. I, I want to see my children the way I'm supposed to see them. I want to see that thing. I want to see it the way you want me to see it. Because somewhere I lost my sight. Somewhere begging was supposed to be temporary, but I made it permanent. I wasn't supposed to stay here, but I stayed here longer than I was supposed to. Lord, give me, recover my sight. 
Then after that, scripture says that Jesus said to him, and he said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. He says to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well or whole. Immediately, someone say immediately. He recovered his sight and followed him on his way. There's a word there called sozo. The word sozo means that it was he was to save or to have physical or spiritual healing. When he left, he didn't just get his sight back to just go any other way. Go back to that scripture real quick. It says, and as soon as he got his sight, it says he recovered his sight. And what did he do? He followed him. What that means is, Shane, what that means is I don't want sight so I can be where I was. I want sight so I can be where he is always. He said, I don't want my sight so I can just look at things the way I used to look at things and operate the way I used to operate. Give me my sight so I can follow you. Everybody standing in the room, we're finished. And I'm praying for everybody in this room right now that God would give you sight back. That you would have your sight back, not, not just to do ordinary church. But so that you would sing like I used to. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. I can't beg. I can't stay here. I, I just, I, it might be good for you, but it's not good for me. No turning back. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. Death behind me. The cross before me. Someone just look back and say, no turning back. <laughs> no turning back. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. All things are made new. Surrendered my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. I, I don't I don't like where I've been I don't like there's something about begging there's something about being lack that it lowers your self-esteem it lowers your belief I don't like begging not when the answer is before me <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't I don't have to settle for a seat when he's given me the ability to stand. I, 
I just can't stay where I am. Someone say, I can't stay here. Come on, somebody declared, I, I just can't stay here. Uh, maybe your neighbor likes it, but, but I, I don't like here. I hear him calling me. I hear him calling me. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.